Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am here with my co-host and co-founder, Wilkie V. Law III. We want to thank you for taking time to listen and share your stories with us. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, or on iTunes. We are a podcast for educators created from a six-year conversation between us, two educators from different backgrounds and journeys that discovered that the true value in education is in the connections that teachers make with their students and the relationships that develop from that connection. The purpose of our podcast is to provide educators a platform to share their voices with others, make those connections, and to return value to the classroom experience and the teaching craft. Above all, we believe that when you add value to yourself, you add value to others. So welcome to Value Adds Value. Again, we want to thank you for checking out this podcast. If you want to connect with us, please feel free to find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Value Adds Value. And you can also find Wilkie and his teaching experience on Instagram and Twitter at its.will.law.iii. And if you could do us a huge favor, it would mean the world to us, no matter where you're listening, whether you're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you could hit the like, the subscribe button, and leave us a rating or review, it would mean the world to us. But for now, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast. Inspiring teachers, we interrupt this podcast to bring you this exclusive offer. We have teamed up with Nearpod to offer you, yes, you, a three-month gold membership and $25 in content credit for free. That's right, free. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to nearpod.com backslash value adds value. That's nearpod.com backslash value adds value for this exclusive offer. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Value Adds Value podcast, which I am thrilled to say, and I hope you're now listening to on iHeartRadio. We are thrilled. Finally, after I looked at the email, Will, uh, and I had sent it literally like applied like three months ago to iHeartRadio, and we finally just got approved yesterday. So hopefully you're listening to iHeartRadio. If you're not, you can be now. Um, and yeah, Will, great to have you on here. I had, I should introduce you a little quicker. Oh man, it's just, it, 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 it's, it's organically growing right now. So we'll just let the, the conversation organically flow, man. It's, yeah. it's great to be here talking with you, man. You know, um, especially, you know, on the, on the week's eve of, of, uh, being able to reunite, uh, in Miami, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, and just, just being able to decompress, you know, I, we talked before, you know, it's like, it's, it was good to kind of finish the school year and get in a space where I can kind of laugh again. And it's like, not, not laughing from stress, but not laughing because I was working, I was having fun while I was working, but it's a different type of laughter, you know, yeah. and being able to decompress and laugh and release a lot of that, 
and um, and my kids did remarkably well too. So you know that that in itself speaks you know speaks volumes to what we right. what we say and what we believe. So um, just kind of catch my breath now, get as much as I can, soak up as much as I can, and be ready for next year. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm in Cross Lake, Minnesota, at a cabin with. Brittany's family. I've been here since Friday of last week. So now I'm on uh, my fifth full day. And it's and, and like I said, we've talked a half a dozen times this week. Um, you know, and, and we we've done a really good job of just reconnecting and getting back to our roots and getting back to to our habits. Because you know, like like any school year, any year, whenever, you know, as the year wears on and you get mentally fatigued, you you lose discipline. And I can say that I lost discipline in, in our work and now I feel like we've both kind of regained and we, you know, we learned from that, that lapse in discipline and we got some, some good things cooking, man. So I'm, well, you know, I'm, I don't want to, let me, let me, let me just jump in there. I don't want to say, I don't think there was a lapse, lack, lap, lapse in discipline. I don't, because I feel like I was just as disciplined. I believe it was a misappropriation of the energy in the disciplines. Right. Like, it, it wasn't like, like the, the energies went other places. And, you know, I, I love the way E.G. puts it, you know, um, he says, you know, uh, what does he say about your energy goes? Um, I don't want to misquote him. But basically, where, wherever, wherever you start thinking about, where will your thoughts go, that's where your energy is going to go. Right. And so because our thoughts and our, and our, our actions were, were focused on, you know, me dialing in with state testing, you know, you dialing in on, trying to focus on, you know, trying to find a, a place to um, get back into the classroom for next year. And, you know, plus the budding new relationship and new love and, you know, it, like it was just a misappropriation. So I don't think it was a lack of discipline. I think it was just a misappropriation of the energy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that when we, when we, when we, when once we discuss things, it changes things, you know, because the one thing that, that, that always happens if you ever stop communicating in any situation, everybody's wrong. And right. so that, um, like I say, it's just, yeah. Yeah, misappropriation of the energy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So we wanted to uh, to jump on here and just uh, you know we had a conversation this morning um, that really uh, you know centers around perspective, which is kind of what we've just been talking about. How we sort of lost our perspective of of you know what our goals are and you know what we need to do to achieve those goals. Um, so we want to talk about that, but we also let, let's get started by talking about a book that we both read recently that is just um, really fantastic. And for me, it's about the fourth time I've read it, but uh, that's what I find myself doing right now. I, I find myself, there's probably 40 or 50 audible books in my library and probably the last six months, I've just been sifting through the ones that I have and re-listening and kind of grasping new things. So uh, the book we're talking about is a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins, which actually came out in 2001. Uh, but I'll let you kind of dive into it and explain what the book is about and um, what you're taking from it. Well, for me, um, again, like I say, being in the space that we were in at the time when we started talking about the book, um, and and when the moment I, I, I knew it was like something in me said, that's what you need to hear. So I read it. And I'm like, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way done. But basically, the, the premise is he, he describes these, these three principles of discipline. Disciplined people, disciplined thoughts, and disciplined actions. And he talks about how when you have disciplined people, 
and engage them in disciplined thought, then the action that they get is disciplined. And for me, that's like, that points to what we talk about all the time about being intentional about what you're doing. And, you know, he goes on to profile all these companies that they measured and actually did the research. So it's not, there's science behind it, you know, and that, you know, being, being in school, that, that perked up my antenna because I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're not coming at me with something that you think you're bringing me the data of the research. And he, and he puts it together so well that it's not like you're reading a, a dissertation that you're just kind of going through some research, but he gives you and paints these pictures of, these companies that we know of, you know, Wal, uh, Wal, uh, Eckerd's versus uh, Walgreens and um, Pitney Bowes and, you know, yeah. some of the companies I didn't know about, you know, but like I say, man, Kimberly it's just Clark, yeah. Kimberly Clark, you know, and like, like I say, for me, just pointing, showing how these companies in the same situation, op- occupying the same space, doing, the, doing pretty much the exact same thing, how the difference was in those three principles. Right. Right. Like you that know, was the difference. Yeah. And it's really cool because they, you know, they, they track these companies, a lot of whom were going up against bigger names at the time. And they, you know, they, they did, and they talk about what they call a level five leader, which is a leader who has, you know, a mix of the leadership skills, but humility makes about the thing. But the thing that stands out to me and, and maybe it's just my experience but how often do we see, you know, not just in business, but like in schools um, that principals or districts or they think if they, you know, they, they have this system and they try to find people to fit. But like Jim Collins, entire thing is if you first find the right people, then, then you, then you try to direct the bus. So, so a lot of schools are like, this is the direction our bus is going. We're going to find people to fit it. But what he argues is that you should get the right people on the bus and then decide where, what direction the bus needs to go. Yeah. It, like I said, it, it, it contradicts a little bit of what I believe in. And, and like, again, I love to be challenged when I'm reading things, you know, because that goes against what most people will tell you as leadership. You come in with your vision, you make it clear, you know, you, you push people towards your vision and, you know, even when he said how, I can't remember which company it was, had the, the, that the CEO, the top 50 people in the company, he mixed them around 39 different times before he got the right fit. Uh, so he didn't get rid of people. He just said, you know, that's, that, apparently that job's not for you. You know, he gave the example of taking, uh, I think it was Philip Morris taking their head of domestic uh, consumer uh, yeah. marketing. And who's yeah, yeah, yeah. over 99% of the company and put him over international, which made up 1% of the company, how when he turned it around, it became the 99%. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, and it stood out to me because he said they were number one globally at that point before they were number one in the United States. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the other thing that really stood out to me, because, you know, what they did was they took these companies who, you know, like they had the what they call the comparison company, and they talked about what made the good to great company go from, you know, where they were at the exact same level as that co- same company, but they like just grew beyond. And a lot of what what got the good companies that were the comparison companies in trouble was they tried to over diversify. And he talks about what he calls, you know, having a hedgehog concept. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the example is, 
there's this continual game between foxes and hedgehogs. Like the fox is cunning. He knows he can think and da, 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 da. And he always is scheming every day a way to get the hedgehog. But he calls it the hedgehog concept because no matter what the fox does, the fox is never fast enough to get to the hedgehog before the hedgehog balls up and turns into turns its spikes out. And the fox knows once that happens that the game is up. And he really talks about, like you said, um, you know, having a hedgehog concept so you're really clear on on what it is that you're doing and what it is that your vision is. And I and I thought And everybody does that one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your reaction to this is that. Your reaction to this is that. If you do whatever you want to do. Go by living your life. But when this happens, I don't have to overthink. Well, what am I going to do in this situation? There's one thing that I'm going to do. There's one pursuit. Right. You know, and, and when right. he gave that illustration, you know, I love illustrations. And that that was just very candid and, and just it came alive to me because uh, I envisioned that kind of, you know, that kind of song and dance between the hedgehog and the fox. And mm-hmm. You know, you go back to, you know, even watching children's cartoon when we would watch The Roadrunner and Wally Coyote. You know, it's like Coyote could put together all these things to get The Roadrunner, but The Roadrunner knew one thing, I'm fast. So mm-hmm. I'll sit here and watch you put all your stuff together, but I know I am faster than you. So that one thing I know, I don't have to be stronger. I don't have to be, th- I'm fast. And just mm-hmm. sticking to that one thing and doing it. And it goes to that word that, that, we, that we talked about, execute. Right. Like, right. like just, just know what you're supposed to do and just do it. And I think that's where, for me, transitioning into the classroom, learning that just because, um, you know, one of, the, one, of the, one of the, I guess you could say, uh, assumptions I went in saying because the majority of my kids look like me, I'll be a, it's going to be an easy year for me. <clears throat> you know, I came from a similar background. It's going to be an easy year for me. And I found out it's not, that, you know, it does not matter. Um, <laughs> I had a whole right. lot to learn and reading this book at this time kind of tells me, okay, what's the one thing that you know you're good at, you know, going into this classroom, you know, I'm not, I can't do the, the, the mathematical acrobats like some teachers, you know, um, I'm solid in mathematics, but I'm really good at building relationships. And, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. put your energy right there. Just focus on that, create a, a culture, create an environment where everything is hinged on that. And uh, like I say, man, summer PD, man, I, 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 I told them they were laughing and I say, you know, they were like, oh, I'm not ready for summer PD. I'm like, I already started mine. They're like, you what? I said, I'm reading Good to Great right now by Jim Collins. And, you know, I started describing a book. They were like, I don't read books. I don't want to read a book right now. I just want to relax. I said, that is relaxing. <laughs> every time I'm in a car, every time I, you know, doing something around the house, I just put it on and just listen and just, and grow. You know, it's like it, it makes right. you want to grow. You have to stay in that space where you're constantly growing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Great and, book. Great and book. I, and I think that puts us in the, um, you know, it, it leads us into the conversation that we started this morning that we wanted to share uh, today about, you know, just having the right perspective um, on summer development and, you know, being being you know being great is not the word but really coming back to that you know the the idea of that being a lighthouse which is where we started four years ago is is to shine and 
you know, in reference to, to your star scores, uh, and for those of you that are not in Texas, star is the state uh, test of academic uh, readiness, I think, or state, state of Texas assessment of academic readiness. Um, Yay, there you go. I got I still remember it. But you did very well. <laughs> surprisingly well my kids did very well my kids did very well yep you're right your kids did very well and someone uh and this is where the this conversation started and i'll let you continue the story uh implied to you that you tooted your own horn too much right you know and you know i I, i'm guilty of I, I, i i won't even apologize for it anymore you know um you know, I go back and revisit Miriam Williamson's um, book, uh, Return to Love, and, and she talks about that. It's not, you know, who am I to, to cower and, and, and refuse my, to allow my light to shine because that my illumination shows your imperfections. But you're so blinded by the fact that I'm shining that you don't see that I'm, I'm riddled with imperfections myself. So, but, you know, when they stay in vain, like, you know, oh, you, you tooting your own horn. I said, well, if I'm in the driver's seat of what I'm doing, no one else is in position to toot my horn. You know, and, and I kind of left it at that. But it goes to what we were saying about you cannot allow, I won't allow other people who don't want to be great to not allow me to be great. And I know right now that's kind of become a colloquialism. But when you take it to heart and say, I didn't get into teaching to just be, be okay. I didn't become a teacher to say, uh, I kind of want to impact kids' life. I didn't, I didn't step into the education space to say, you know what, I'm going to do this for a little while and then I'm going to see what happens. I stepped in saying, I get an opportunity to make an impact on a kid's life. That's huge. A plus or a minus for a kid later on in life could be the difference in me speaking a word or not speaking a word to that kid. That's huge. And I walked in saying, I want to be the best teacher ever. I had a worse teacher. You know, I had that, that horror story. My horror story drove me to education. And I'm trying not to get emotional thinking about it. But when I see people who misappropriate the responsibility that we have as teachers, it, it, it angers me. But not to the point to where I'm, I'm, I'm snotty with you. It angers me to the point to where it motivates me to say, how can I reach you just the way I reach my students to bring you up here to your greatness? Because I've, everybody's born great. We're born with a purpose that we only we can fulfill. And everything in our life, is, it, it puts us on a trajectory to fulfill that purpose. And if we're occupying a space, whether you're saying, I know I want to be an administrator, so I'm only going to do my three to four years in the classroom, and then I'm going to move on. Or you're saying, no, I want to be a classroom teacher. Or I want to be a counselor. You can have those aspirations. But while you're occupying the space that you're in, be great and be grateful for the responsibility that you have to impact a kid's life. You know, it is, you know, a kid told me during my promotional summer intervention classes that, Mr. Law, I've never been so inspired by a teacher in my life until I came into your classroom. I wish I had more than seven days with you. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and, and also, you know, tell, tell our listeners what you told me about the parents I called. Oh, yeah. The parents, you know, reporting to, to, to the school that their child don't want, did not want to leave my classroom, that their children speak of me as if, why couldn't they be in Mr. Law's class from the beginning of the school year? You know, why couldn't they have this, had this? And 
again, I don't do it in a competitive way. I'm not competing with anybody. I feel as if I'm on a team with people and I can't, uh, I can't help you be great if I'm not showing you my own greatness. Because we should be able to learn each other's strengths, each other's weaknesses. My weakness is, is, is planning and preparation. I know that. So I, I need to surround myself with people who are excellent planners and preparers so we can bounce ideas off of each other and come up with something. And now I have something tangible that I can take back and develop because on my own, I don't bounce ideas like that. Um, I share everything that I can because I know that's part of the process of, of growing. You know, if I hoard every good idea, I don't know if that idea works just because I'm doing it or is that something that that's a universal truth that works because all you got to do is apply it. That's another thing that he talks mm -hmm. about and Jim Collins talks about is that these are, these are t universal truths that are true in any situation. And I think that that is where, again, when you talk about, I'm just a teacher. No, I'm, I'm, I'm an individual who's been placed in the lives of 115 students for eight months out of the school year to make a difference, a positive difference in their life. And, you know, I, I tell teachers all the time, you know, we get in the debate about too much PD, just going all, all the time and never relaxing. I say, when you learn to reflect and relax while you're in the process, you know, it's like taking those breaks when you're working out. When you learn how to maximize your time when you're, when, you're, when you're in between your sets and you really start breathing and getting that oxygen in and you're not sitting there taking short breaths or you're not sitting there laughing and joking like you're, you're dialed in to that moment, you can do so much more recovery in that little bitty time if you focus on just the recovery to get into the next set. You know what I mean? Like I've learned mm -hmm. that once I do that, my next sets get better because I'm taking advantage of that rest time. And you're doing that while you're working out. I'm not waiting until the end of my workout. You know, by mm -hmm. the end of my workout, once I rest and I get back home, I'm still amped up and I'm ready to go. You know, I'm not tired and ready to go to sleep. Why? Because I've, I've, I've appropriated that time in my workout, in my work environment to have those rest days. So I don't have to take days off to get a mental health day because I'm going to take a mental health day with my kids. Okay. We're going to take a mental health day. We're going to play some games and we're going to do this. We're going to do this and connect it to the math. And you know, we, we presented on that at, um, at, um, lead forward with the, yep, uh, yep. vacation, you know, doing classroom staycations. That's nothing wrong with that. It shows that you're human. It shows that, that you do get, you know, every knife gets, gets dull every once in a while, mm -hmm. you know, my really good knife. I make sure I keep it sharpened around so that I can keep on sharpening it and keep it sharpened. And that's what PD does. That's what summer growth does. It gives you an opportunity without kids to put, to fill up your quiver so that next year you can come back and be ready to empty it out again. Cause you know, you're going to inevitably do it. Well, and, and, and I love what you said too, you know, cause there's this, and I know I felt it as a teacher. I know you felt, it. I'm sure a lot of teachers out there feel it where, you you can't afford to take those short breaks and and schedule them in you have that mentality where you've got to do more 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 but once you hit that wall and you crash or whatever you know then you lose more time um and you don't get the benefits of like you said taking that intentional five minutes a week, 10 minutes a week, five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, you know, to yourself to, to get that rest period, whether it's, you know, yoga or working out or, you know, just 
just doing box breathing. You know, I've been trying to do that when I feel myself getting stressed, just doing the, the breathe in for a count of four, you hold for a count of four, you breathe out completely for a count of four, and then you um, hold the empty breath for a count of four, just doing that five or 10 times, I know puts me in a better state of mind. So yeah. Um, do you have any advice? And I know this is a topic we've covered a number of times with a number of people on the podcast, but to people who might be listening uh, again or for the first time on, you know, how do you walk that line um, between being overly arrogant about your success and, um, you know, really shining though, because we both talked about how important we think it is for teachers to really start to shine as a whole to, you know, start to change what the overall societal perspective is on what teachers do and who we are. Well, I, I, I think at the core of that is still perspective. And, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm going to have to coin this. Since we're recording this, we're going to go ahead and document this day. I'm going to call it my, my O-theory. Um, it, it's a matter of perspective. How do you see the O? Do you see the O as an op obstacle? Or do you see the O as an opportunity? It's a matter of perspective. And now let me show you what I mean about the walking the line of being arrogant and being just confident in what you're doing. When I view it as an obstacle and I overcome it, then I did that. I can puff my head out. I did that because it was an obstacle to me. So now I can take credit for overcoming the obstacle. If I view it as an opportunity, then the opportunity tells me I don't know what I'm doing, but it's an opportunity for me to learn something. So I'm going to challenge myself and the situation to make sense of it. And once I get to that point of understanding the situation and navigating through the situation, now, because I've had to involve other people in that, because again, every opportunity is going to involve you connecting with somebody else. So when you do that opportunity, then there's a, there's a co collaborative uh, perspective that comes about that says, man, look what we did. All of our hard work, every dumb idea, every every time we laughed at somebody when they fell, every bloody knuckle, every you know, every headache, every broken pencil, every thrown textbook, everything now makes sense because we did it. Mm -hmm. How do you view it? Is it an O? You know, is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? And I think that, and again, I'm I'm raising my hand and saying I'm not fully there yet. You know, right. my wife and I we talk about it all the time, and I, I pointed out to her when I see her viewing things as obstacles and seeing things versus seeing it as an opportunity. And I said, I want you to show me the same way when I do it, because sometimes I don't catch myself until I'm out of it. And I'm like, Oh, I did do that just then. But mm -hmm. I want to surround myself with people who say, nah, man, just now, you know, you kind of said this and that, that. And I'm like, Oh man, thank you for pointing that out to me. I appreciate it. Cause again, it's, it's like kids who walk around and, you know, I make a joke with my kids and say, if, if I had a kid who had something on their nose and I told them and they said, oh, Mr. Law, you're trying to call me out. I say, no, nah, I'm trying to help you. Because the people who, who's not going to help you are the people that's going to see you walking around like that and not going to call it to your attention and just going to let you walk that way. Somebody who cares about you is going to point it out to you and show you that, hey, look, you have something right here. You know, I don't want you walking around here looking crazy. 
I say, so that's the mm-hmm. person you should celebrate and not, you know, other people, them the people you should stay away from. You know, and that's, it works the exact same way. It's like, I want people around me who's going to illuminate the, the things that I'm doing that I'm erring in because I want to get better. You know, I don't look at an observation as, oh, they coming in my room. I look at it as in, ooh, they get to tell me something. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What can I continue to do? You know, what's that one thing that you see that that common link that in everything that I'm doing and say, keep doing that? You know, give me that feedback. I get it from my students, but it's great to get it back from your administrators, you know, and your coaches that come in and tell you, hey, that's a, that was a great job, but I saw this. And, you know, I got to give a shout out to T-Rod, my skills specialist, um, because she, you know, she, when she comes in, she'll, she doesn't have a problem with telling you in the moment, hey, you know, you should think about this and da 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 da, da. And, and, and doing it in a way that it doesn't distract from the learning environment and, and that sharpening in the process of doing it, man, it's just beautiful, man. And that's what, like I say, that to me, that's, that's what teaching is about. So I know that was long-winded, but. Uh. <laughs> no, man, that's, that's perfect. And I think that's a great spot for us to end this episode. So um, a couple of really cool announcements. Uh, we, we referenced the first one uh, starting out. We are now on iHeartRadio. You can find the Value as Value podcast on iHeartRadio. Also, hopefully by the time this episode goes out, we now have a really great offer. Uh, We've partnered with Nearpod. Uh, For those of you that are not familiar with Nearpod, it is a learning platform where you can create lessons. You can find lessons that are pre-made. You can track your students. It's really cool. We've got to be good friends with people at Nearpod. So they have given us a promo code for you to be able to get three free months of the gold membership along with a $25 content credit for free. That's right for free. So uh, if you're interested in trying out Nearpod for free for three free, months on the free is in my price range. Free is in my price range. Shout out to Eric, Eric Crouch, my boy. Uh, um, if you're interested in that, the, the website is in the show notes. Um, but you can just go to nearpod.com backslash value adds value. And if by the time you, if you try it and it's not up yet, um, it's because they're finishing up our landing page, but it should be up soon. And we also have a link to become a part of the membership site on educators to educators, uh, which is going to offers you uh, monthly uh, professional development opportunities, content from a bunch of different great teachers out there that is not as easy of a link to say out loud. So it's going to be in our show notes. Um, yeah. Anything else, Will, that we're talking about? Um, no, man, just, just be on the lookout. And, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to build our brand with the podcast and really uh, become uh, considered as the, that, that, that upper echelon of educator podcasts. And, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're continuously talking and developing and working to, uh, to, to perfect our brand. So we, you know, any suggestions, we'll take them, uh, criticism, hold them. We don't need them, uh, unless they're constructive, you know, you know, you know, people have a tendency to hide, you know, behind the autonomy of the internet and say things that they really wouldn't say in public and try to just be out. You know, we, we know what type of society we're living in and, you know, I just tell people there's a space for everybody to be great within their own means. You know, if the world was filled with red flowers, we, everybody get tired of seeing red after a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they're red, pink, purple, green, yellow, white, 
orange, you know, and when we learn to accept all of those colors and put them together, we make some beautiful, beautiful things, man. And, and I think that's what we like I said, that's our mission and our goal is to connect so many educators that there's this web going around that students, that we're capturing all of these students on all these different platforms to be able to change the face of education, truly revolutionary style from the bottom up. Hmm. And you know what? I forgot about the most important one. Um, I forgot about uh, our upcoming Patreon. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, by, by July 1, uh, today's like the 13th or 14th of June, by July 1, um, our Patreon page will be set up. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a place where you can go to monetarily support our podcast. And in exchange for that, you get um, access to exclusive content. Um, we're going to record a podcast probably in the next week that will describe the different levels of our Patreon. So you know exactly what you're getting when you support us. Um, but we're super excited on that. So that will be patreon.com backslash value as value as well. So, um, after some promotion, uh, will any last thoughts to uh, send them off with? Um, just for everybody while you listen to this, you, you know, most of us have about a month and a half before we go back to work just take this time to really reflect and not only recognize the things that you did great, but recognize the things that you didn't do so well and try to capitalize on opportunities that you can to gain ground in those areas, but also sharpen the tools in those areas that you were great in. Don't be, don't be happy with just being great, you know, cause there's always, you can go to the next level and be exceptional, be extraordinary and just keep pushing and, and, Know that everything that you do, every drop of value that you give to yourself, you're going to turn around and give it to the next group of students that you're going to see next year. And that you cannot put a price tag on. Mm. So just have a great summer. Relax, relate, release, rejuvenate all the REs and be ready for it for next year, 2019, 2020. All right. And finishing up, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you want to support us the first and easiest thing you can do is to click the subscribe button rate and review whether you're on iHeartRadio, soundcloud or itunes so this is episode 25 and we're out